Welcome to the Eastridge Church East Campus Podcast. We bring to you the message portion of our Sunday services in a convenient podcast form. You can listen on your way to work, during your lunch break, or even during your workouts. We want to put tools in your pocket to help you throughout the week. If you would like to find out who we are or what we are about, please visit us at eastridge.church. All right, let's go. And so as this being the last message in 2020, I can't help but look back at this year and think of all the craziness that has happened, right? And and we're kind of in that weird in-between stage between Christmas and New Year where we also look ahead to the next year. And so what I would love to do today is just look back at what all has happened this year and be able to look ahead at how we can do better next year. And we all think of 2020 as this crazy, crazy, chaotic year, right? And so much has gone on, but there's really one thing that's happened and is really still happening that has changed all of our lives and is, is still affecting our lives, right? We don't, we don't even have to talk about it because it's been so life-changing. But that thing is COVID. And because of COVID, our lives have changed in so many ways that I've actually noticed this byproduct in my own life and in the lives of many other people and and really in the church. And it's it's hard to sum up this byproduct, but I've talked with other people, many people in the church, even people out of the church, and they all feel like and they're seeing this same byproduct. And the best way I can sum up this byproduct is, is selfishness. And you see at the beginning of this year, COVID hit, And we had this huge culture shift all around the world, not just here in America, this huge worldwide culture shift to isolation, to turning inward, to taking care of just me and my own and not worrying about anyone else. And being a believer in Jesus, selfishness can get us into a world of trouble because it's exactly the opposite of what Jesus wants us to be. It's the exact opposite of who Jesus was. So today I want to look at two passages, mainly mainly one where Paul is really combating this type of culture. And my prayer is that we can not only learn more about Jesus, but we can learn about how to become more like him and put that into effect next year. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, we do thank you just for another day. Uh, We thank you for getting us through 2020 as crazy of a year as it was. And as we look ahead to the next year, reflecting back on what has happened this past year, our prayer is that we can just be more like you, that we can learn from our experiences, whether they're hard or whether they were easy, and that we can put all of that knowledge into becoming more like you and your son. So as we open up your revelation and your word, please help us do that. Help us become more like your son. We pray this in your name. Amen. So if you have your Bibles with you, I want to ask you to open up to Philippians chapter 2. And as you're turning there, I want to just tell you that this is a letter from Paul to the church of Philippi. And he's plain and simple, just telling them about Jesus and what he was like. And he's encouraging the church to be more like Christ. And so in Philippians 2, starting in verse 1, I'll be reading out of the NLT. Paul writes, Is there any encouragement from belonging to Christ? 
any comfort from His love, any fellowship together in the Spirit? Are your hearts tender and compassionate? And these are actually all rhetorical questions. Paul is assuming the answer to all of these is yes. And so if you're part of the church, hopefully the answer to all of these is yes. And if not, maybe that's a a heart check for you. But Paul is assuming yes to all of these things. And because of that, he then continues in verse 2. He says, Then make me truly happy by agreeing wholeheartedly with each other, loving one another, and working together with one mind and one purpose. So right off the bat, we see this theme that Paul's going to carry out through this passage of unity. And when I look back to 2020, if that year, if this year was missing anything, it was unity. I think of all of the craziness that's happened, and it's really divided us as individuals. I think about all the injustice movements going on around the world, not just here in America, but all around the world that people have picked sides and there's this division and there's this, this conflict between these sides. There's, there's this, this lack of unity. I think about the whole debate of should I wear a mask or should I not wear a mask and, and people are dividing and there's this, this conflict there because of this division. I think about all the elections that have happened and, and the ones that are still yet to come and how people are picking sides and there's this conflict and this fighting because of that. I think about how there's people that put pineapple on pizza for some reason and there's people who are smart enough to not to not to put pineapple on pizza and there's this division there, right? And we joke about that, but there's so much division in our world nowadays. But the church is called to be unified and Paul is asking us to be unified. And yes, the church is supposed to divide in a way where we we disperse and we go out and we share the good news, but we're supposed to do that with unity, with one mind, with one purpose, with one heart. So as we look ahead to 2021, let's seek unity. Let's do better as a church to not be divided, but to be unified in the one heart, in the one message, in the one mind. Paul goes on to say in verse 3, Don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble, thinking of others as better than yourselves. Don't look out only for your own interests, but take an interest in others too. And this is a biggie for us now, because 2020 has really pulled us far away from this verse. You're probably thinking, Wait, Paul, you want me to look at the interest of others? Well, I mean... That was a couple thousand years ago, Paul. You you don't really understand what we got going on right now. We've got this COVID thing, and 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 I don't even know if Jesus really knows what's going on here. Like I've been told, I'm supposed to just kind of stay in my lane and do my own thing. I mean, a lot of us we're, we're working from home, we're we're eating our meals, we're watching our shows, and you know I'm still taking my selfies to let everybody know I still got it right. But that doesn't change the passage here. Paul says, don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble. Thinking of others is better than yourselves. Don't look out only for your interest, but take an interest in others too. So if we were selfish in 2020, let's be selfless in 2021. And we as the church, we have got to do a better job at this. It's who Jesus was, and it's who Jesus is calling us to be. And I know we have to be safe. There's many of us who need to quarantine, and it it really is best 
for us to stay and, and not get out and do very much. But there's even more of us who can get out there and who can still serve safely, who can still take an interest in others safely. And don't come at me with a nice and I'm, I'm staying in my home and, and we're just trying to keep our family safe because I see you out there. I see you at Kroger. I see you at the restaurants. I see you at Bread and Butter. And when it comes to your own interest, you're fine getting out there and doing things for yourself. But when it comes to taking an interest in others, you want to throw out this COVID excuse like it's valid and, and it, it allows you to stay in and to be selfish. I just want to let you know that man, God sees through all of that. He sees right through that smoke screen. And you can fool me and you can fool other people, but but God sees right through that. We're going to talk a little bit about this more later. But one day we're all going to become we're all going to come before a holy perfect God, an all-knowing God. And he's going to know whether or not we really were trying to take care of our families or if we were actually just being selfish. So in 2021, Let's get creative. Let's take an interest in others. And for those of us who are really having to be safe and stay at home because of whatever your circumstance is, man, I want to challenge you to still get creative and serve other people. Take an interest in other people in a creative way. Maybe it's sending a letter to them. Maybe it's buying a gift on Amazon. You don't even have to leave your house to do some of those things. But let's get creative to take an interest in other people because that's what Jesus is asking us to do. Paul continues on in verse 5, and he really just gives a great gospel message here of what Jesus has done for you and for me. So read along with me. In verse 5, you must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. Though he was God, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. Instead, he gave up his divine privileges. He took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. When he appeared in human form, he humbled himself in obedience to God and died a criminal's death on a cross. Therefore, God elevated him to the place of highest honor and gave him the name above all of the names, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue declare that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. In 2020, a lot of us, we kind of became our own little gods, right? We stayed in our own bubble and we kind of got to do whatever we wanted because we were almost given the freedom to do that where we didn't have to worry about what else was going on. But although Jesus was God himself, he completely almost rejected this type of, of living so that he could relate to us, so that he could be us. And he's asking us to do the same thing. So in 2020, if we were our own little gods, looking ahead to 2021, let's be servants. Let's be slaves, as Paul says in verse 7. And if you're listening to this, if you're watching this, and you have no idea who this Jesus guy is, I want to just remind you of the, the things that Paul just said, because he really does sum up the gospel message well. He said that God himself, the one that created you, who created everything, gave up his divine privileges. He gave up his perfect circumstances. He gave up his, his place in heaven, his, his perfect relationship with the Trinity temporarily so that he could become a mere human, to become a slave, Paul says, 
So he could experience pain, hardships, suffering, betrayal, loss, heartbreak, all of it. So that he could die in your place, so he could die in my place. Also that we would come to know him and spend eternity with him. That's the gospel message. And church and 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 Paul is writing to the church in Philippi, he's reminding them of this amazing message. And he's hoping that this gospel message will change their lives and will continue to change their lives, as I hope it does for you. And church, for those of you, for those of us who already believe this message, Paul is calling us, Jesus is calling us to follow in Christ's footsteps and do this. Jesus is calling us not to be our own little gods and do our own thing. But he's calling us to become servants, to become slaves to this gospel message, to take an interest in others, to be selfless, so we can spread that good news. You see, Jesus isn't calling us to to pick up the remote daily. He's not calling us to, to pick up the bottle daily. He's not calling us to pick up our iPhone daily or to pick up the Xbox controller daily. No, Jesus is calling us to pick up our cross daily which means being a slave. So in 2021, as harsh as that sounds, let's be a slave. You're probably watching this thinking, okay, Austin, yeah, I could I could do better. I mean, I do a little of this and I do a little of that and that's pretty good. And you may get to thinking about it and you're like, well, I actually, I might do better than, than a lot of other people. I mean, there's a lot of non-believers out there who aren't really doing much and I, I give a little as well. I mean, I'm, I'm probably doing enough. But I think Paul would completely disagree with you. I think Jesus would completely disagree with you because a little bit of this and a little bit of that isn't being a slave. That isn't giving your all to the gospel message. And you're like, well, Austin, this is this is America. This is the American church. God wants me to be comfortable. I don't read that anywhere in the Bible. In fact, I read the exact opposite of that. And I want to press into this American culture, this this COVID culture, a little bit more with a teaching from Jesus. And it's coming out of Matthew 7, if you you want to turn there. But here, Jesus is at the early stages of his ministry. He's just starting to preach and perform miracles. And he's quickly gained a great crowd, a great following of people. And so he hikes up this mountain and he preaches to this enormous crowd that is following him. And it's called the Sermon on the Mount. A lot of you are probably familiar with this. And a lot of us consider this to be the best sermon ever preached. And Jesus goes through a lot of teachings, a lot of great wisdom is found in there. But there's one teaching I wanna wanna focus in on. And it's really one of the most daunting, scariest teachings I think a lot of us can ever hear. But there's a healthy fear of the Lord that comes out of this teaching that I want us to to really grasp. So in Matthew 7, starting in verse 21, Jesus says this, Not everyone who calls out to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. Only those who actually do the will of my Father in heaven will enter. On judgment day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, we prophesied in your name, and we cast out demons in your name, and we, we perform many miracles in your name. But I will reply, I never knew you. Get away from me, you who break 
God's laws. You see, a lot of us, we can live our life, and we can fool a lot of people. You can fool me. You can fool your friends. Some of you can even fool your spouse. But you can't fool Jesus. He sees right through all of the smoke screens, and he knows exactly what's going on in here in your heart. And so 2020, I feel like a lot of us, we fell into that slump of selfishness. We use that COVID excuse to do our own thing. But in 2021, I want us to be different. I want us to all be more like Jesus. I want us to seek unity. I want us to be selfless. I want us to be a slave to Jesus. And because of doing those things, we won't hear these awful, daunting words of, get away from me, you who break God's laws. But we'll get to hear the beautiful words of Jesus when we come before him on judgment day. And he will say, well done, my good and faithful servant. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, once again, we come before you. Maybe even more thankful now as we've been reminded of your amazing gospel message of how you have given up everything so that we could come into relationship with you. We're so incredibly thankful that you had the greatest love of sacrificing yourself so that we could live in eternity with you. God, help us do your will. Compel us through your spirit to be more like your son so that we can one day hear those incredible words of well done, my good and faithful servant. We pray this in your name. Amen. Thank you for listening today. If you would like to speak with someone about the message you just heard, or if you would like to pray with someone, send us an email at info at eastridge.church. If you feel led to support the ministry at Eastridge, please visit eastridge.church slash give. Thank you for your generosity. Remember, no matter where you are in life, God loves you. We love you. And you have a family at Eastridge Church.